Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Are you fed up struggling with money? Firstly, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast because, you know, money problems are probably one of the biggest causes of stress and relationship breakdowns. I, I remember my own parents having some almighty arguments and rows over money. Now, for those of you who don't know me and never listened before, I'm Charles Kelly. And for 25 years, I worked as a financial advisor inside the financial services industry, if you like, helping thousands of people with their money problems. I work for banks. I work for insurance companies and I I run my own practice for many, many years. So I've seen it from the inside and I I know how they, they think in the financial services industry. Now, I was successful, but it wasn't until I discovered secrets to mastering money that my clients started achieving amazing results. And and so did I. Uh, Now, these were not taught by the financial services industry. It's almost like they didn't want you to know these things, uh, but they were very important. And once I started using those, I got amazing results and so did my clients. Now, I'm the author of three books, including Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness and Borrow and Grow Rich. Now, in this podcast, I'm going to uncover a system for truly mastering money to help you start building some real wealth and ultimately live the life you truly deserve. And the first thing I want to say, the first secret really is that it's your money mindset and your thinking that has got you where you are today. You might think it's the economy, it's the government, it's the the parents or the, 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 you know, your, your bad upbringing or where you live, Uh, but it's not. It's 99% of it is down to your mindset that has got you where you are financially today. So it's far more about what's in your head than what's in your pocket. Do you see see that, right? So what I'm saying here is 99% of it is in your mind. It's your money mindset. That's another way of saying the way you think about money. Look, Most people have been programmed to think that money is scarce. Money is hard to come by. You have to work hard for your money and you need money to make money. And, you know, only the rich can do that. And only the wealthy can start businesses. Most of all these things are just not true. Right. And, you know, we're also programmed by our parents, particularly if you come from a poorer family like I did. And, you know, my dad used to constantly say things like we can't afford it money doesn't grow on trees, or do you think I'm made of money? All these all these things were going into your head. And this, this language creates a scarcity mentality. That, 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 that is a, an important phrase, a scarcity mentality, which can stay with us for the rest of our lives unless we take action to change our mindset, change our language, and change our habits. Even today, I sometimes slip back into that scarcity mentality. I'm I'm holding on to money. That, oh, if I give that away, I might not have enough left. Even, you know, uh, getting a taxi from an airport. I think, oh, my God, it's going to cost a lot of money. And I'm watching the meter. And I think, what am I worried about? You know, I, I, 
I, this taxi might cost 20 or 30 pound. Why, why am I? It's just because when we were kids, riding in a taxi was considered like a luxury. And, you know, my parents today would not get a taxi if they can get three or four buses instead. I said, just get the cab. You know, no, no, it's got, why would you waste money on a taxi? You know, so it, it, it can, we can slip back into that scarcity mentality if we're, if we're, we're not careful. Now, of course, we need to be careful with money, but a scarcity mentality is like being, the difference between being frugal with your money and being a miser. Uh, being, being someone who just hoards everything and doesn't give anything away because, you know, basically if you don't give a little bit, you're not going to get blessings back to you. You know, giving is part of, of of financial success, if you like, that you 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 give as well as you receive. And, you know, the vast majority of uh, uh, wealthy people, I know even super wealthy people give, give they give back and, and give forward, if you like. They give their time, they give money, um, one guy I know has a giving account. I've seen when he wrote a check out for one of our charities that we were raising money for in Rotary. He said, I can't make the event, but here's a £150 check. And I looked at the check, Coots Bank, you know, the, 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 the banks to the royal family. Uh, and it said on the bottom his name and then giving accounts. So they, they have these habits. And, you know, a lot of people talk about giving and and karma and passing round so that you're not hoarding the money you know spread it around a bit i don't mean waste money you still have to be frugal with money but you know you don't want to have that scarcity mentality now in my early life i constantly struggled with money as well i was making good money i was earning a good salary making a living but no matter how much i earned i never seemed to have enough you know that i was saying there's too much month left at the end of the money and, you know, I would fall behind with 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 bills, with creditors. And, you know, you, you know the story, um, people knocking on your door or ringing you. And it, it's it's not a fun way to live. Right. Being broke is no way to live, which is one of the reasons why I wrote. Yes, money can buy you happiness, because this old thing that money uh, is is the root of all evil and money can't buy you happiness. It's just not true. And, and, and that I, I explore this in the in the book. Right. So I'm not saying you have to go and buy my book, but this, you know, being broke is, is no way to live. And money, a little bit of money does make people happier. OK, it can make it can buy you happiness. I'm not saying it's the be all and end all, but it can buy you happiness. Right. So when I struggled, um, I thought this is no way to live. And, and then I discovered a mindset shift that really turned my finances around. And once I learned this, I started accumulating money. And since then, I've never been broke. So look, what I'm saying here is it's, it's not about how much you earn, but how you manage it that counts. And as a financial advisor, um, I, you know, I, I saw a lot of clients, uh, thousands of people, and, and some were very, uh, uh, you know, I, I'd say low earners, and, and some were very high earners. One particular guy who worked in the city of London earned a fortune um, I mean, in today's equivalence, it would it'd be probably like earning a million pounds a year. And, <clears throat> you know, he just earned this money and he earned very well. He earned for his bank. He, he earned a lot of money, but he was always struggling. He was always broke. In fact, he was so broke that I wouldn't say broke like, you know, he didn't have money to buy a, a meal, but his account was always overdrawn and he would need his quarterly bonus to clear the overdraft. And then by the next quarter, he was back to that overdraft. I can't remember how much it was. It might have been 10 or 20,000 um, pounds. But they would spend money like there was no tomorrow. 
And of course, the banks loved him. They, 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 he was their favourite client. You know, he had a special manager assigned to him who kept selling him gold cards and other financial products to basically sort of keep him in debt and keep him paying interest. So and, and then I had other clients who were on, on very modest salaries. One guy worked in a, a London club. Uh, he was just on the concierge, uh, you know, almost like a night concierge guy, not earning big money. His wife was was a, a domestic worker, kind of cleaner, and she did odd jobs and just just worked. They worked very hard, I have to say, but you could not say that they were, you know, in the upper income brackets. And yet, you know, they accumulated several houses. At one time, they had four different houses rented out, uh, and even today, he's sort of he could retire early. He's got his properties. You know, and it just shows you the difference. I And I could tell you a lot of stories like that where people on modest incomes managed to accumulate money either through investing in, in, in shares or uh, savings in pensions or property. So it's not about how much you earn, but how you manage it that counts. And making a lot of money alone will not make you rich. I'm sure we all know people that have made and lost fortunes as, as again, I discuss in my book, I talk about the stars that lost it all, not to to make fun of them, but to show you that some of the stars, even though that they had generated millions and tens of millions and even hundreds of millions uh, of dollars in, in income, still ended up broke. Like the people you might see on TV, I had clients that I'd seen on that pop show, Top of the Pops. And and then a few years later, they've got nothing. They're, they're, they're skints. They're broke. I think, well, how's that? They've got arrears on their mortgages. Um, you know, I was watching a documentary about uh, Barry White the other night. Now, you know, Barry White, you know, the, the, the warriors of love and you know, all that sort of stuff. And I, I loved his music in, in the 70s. And, um, you know, he, he sold, you know, millions and millions of records. He had number ones in America in the early 70s. And I was surprised to hear in this documentary that by the mid 70s, after his, his biggest successful era, he was broke. And he, he went to a friend of his, a, a kind of a record executive and said, I need to ask you to, to loan me money so I can get my career back on, on track. And, and then he had to, you know, then he made more music and he, he went on tours and he, and he just uh, started being a bit more sensible with his money. And he, he made a fortune back again. But it was amazing that he could be broke at that stage. The Rolling Stones were, were were almost going broke and they had to leave the UK to avoid high taxes. But at that point, they didn't have very much money. The Beatles lost a lot of money. John Lennon, when he died, uh, was not, you know, was not uh, the billionaire that you might think, even though they were, you know, he co-wrote <clears throat> some of the most successful pop songs of all time and, and, and the Beatles and all that sort of stuff. Um, and yet... When he died, uh, his estate, I believe, was 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 not that healthy. It was down to maybe a million or so. But when you consider that they had, you know, all the royalties and all the money that they'd earned, uh, he, he'd he'd more or less blown the lot. And 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 it was Yoko Ono that got the fortune back on track and um, started putting money together again. Similar thing with Elvis Presley, you know. Uh, one of the biggest selling artists of all time. You know, when he died, I think his estate was the one that was down to a million dollars. And it was Priscilla Presley that then built it up again. Obviously, they sold a lot of records after that. But you can see my point. You know, John Lennon almost kind of, you know, down to his last few hundred thousand or down to his last million. And then you have Paul McCartney was more success, more careful with his money. You know, he's he's on the way to being a billionaire 
and you know didn't lose all his money so it's not that i'm just trying to show you these things to show that it's not how much you're earning that counts but what you do with that money right so let's look at this now you can't improve what you you, you cannot measure if it's not measurable you can't improve it that's why you know weight loss uh, companies you, you go into these weight watcher type of things What's the first thing they do? They weigh you, they measure you. And then the next week they weigh you and measure you again. If you can't do that, you can't really start to improve your weight. And it's the same with money. So the, the next step you need to take is to take stock of where you are right now. Most people really have no idea of where they are financially right now. They couldn't tell you their net worth and they can't tell you how much uh, they spend and where it all goes. You know that saying, I don't know where it's all gone. And I found this as a financial advisor. The people I met that were putting money together and had money, whether it was in uh, investments or just money in the bank, they knew where they were. They could tell you their, their net worth and they could tell you what they spend each month within a few pounds or a few dollars. And and the people that didn't have any money and were broke, they, they couldn't basically. And, and that's why they were broke. So even with what you've got now, if you know where you are and, and you can take stock, then you can change your financial situation just from that alone. The other thing is to think of yourself as a business. Think of yourself as a, a, a corporation, if you like. So I am Charles Kelly Limited, for instance. Uh, and now it doesn't mean you have to run a business. You could be employed by a company and you could be an employee, but think of yourself as a business financially and then make a list of all your current commitments, how much you spend on everything. So not just um, what you spend on your mortgage or your rent, but how much you spend on uh, buying coffees every day or buying lunch, your fares, everything you spend. <clears throat> make a list of that and you'll that will fall into categories of regular monthly commitments and then other expenditures such as, you know, items of clothing, uh, personal items and that sort of thing. But your main thing will be your your fixed monthly outgoings like your food, your rent, your or your mortgage, your petrol or your fares. And, and, and then you'll have that list. And then you'll have indiscriminate kind of spending as well. And they, they will and then make a list of your your all your income. So you've got your income and outgoings. Then you want your assets and your liabilities. Assets can include money in the bank. Uh, your car can be an asset and, and add all the, the value of that up. And, and then your liabilities, any loans you've got against your, your car, for instance, uh, or your house, if you own a property. And this will, this will form your balance sheet. Assets will include any cash in the bank, any uh, other investments. Maybe you've got some gold um, and, and that sort of thing. So just add it all up and then and add up your liabilities. And then you deduct the two. So you, you uh, add up your liabilities. So say you've got a uh, hundred thousand pounds of assets, then you would deduct the liabilities from that, and that will give you your net worth. So if you're, if let's just keep it simple, if you just owned a house, that's your only asset, and that house is worth a hundred thousand uh, dollars, but your mortgage is ninety thousand dollars, then you deduct the mortgage from the asset, and that is your net worth ten thousand dollars, right? You, you get the picture. But you can add up all of your assets on top of that and then you've got to deduct the, the, the uh, liabilities if your liabilities exceed your assets then technically you are you are bankrupt but it doesn't mean you you have to go bankrupt it just means that maybe your assets have gone down in value like 
you know, if your only asset is a car and you bought that car for, you know, $40,000 and you borrowed all of it or you borrowed 95% of it, let's say you borrowed on that $40,000, $38,000. And, you know, as soon as you walk out of that, that, off that, that showroom with the car, as soon as you drive it off the showroom, then that car is technically worth 20% less. So what was bought for $40,000 is, is probably only worth something like $35,000, $36,000 if you had to resell it. So technically, you owe more than that car. You're technically insolvent or broke, but you're not really broke. It just means that, that on, on balance, you know, on, on the balance sheet, you're, 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 you're not, you haven't got any, you haven't got any net worth, so to speak. Okay, so you get the picture there. So this will give you your uh, total list of commitment, your income and outgoings, and then your assets and liabilities, for, which is your, your net worth. And the idea is to improve your net worth as time goes on. Now you can do this on a spreadsheet or a notepad, piece of paper, anything, but it helps to be on a spreadsheet because you want to do this every month. So every month, um, it doesn't mean you have to write it out every month because you'll have your fixed commitments every month. That's not going to change very much, but you might have in some months, you might have more expenditure than others, like a holiday payment, um, a meal out or Christmas, that sort of thing, Christmas birthdays. But by, by doing this, you'll be able to start tracking where your money goes exactly. And it will really change your mindset, really make you think about just going out and buying something indiscriminately. Um, like just, oh, I'll just buy that pair of shoes because I like them or I'll buy that suit or I'll buy that gadget. When you've got that tracking going on, you'll think twice about it. Oh, hang on a second. I might go over budget this month. And, you know, you need to make budgets for, for what you will spend on, on fun items. But that's just the start of it. Obviously, there's a lot more to this. But doing this alone will really make a big difference to you. And, and remember that wealthy people, uh, they're not just concerned about income. They're concerned about assets. They're, they like to accumulate assets. Uh, poor people spend the money on liabilities. They spend their money on things that cost them money, like they'll, they'll blow all their money on a car, which is a, is a liability in a way because it's taking money out of your pocket rather than putting that money as a down payment on, on an investment property. So it's just a different way of thinking. And so when you start doing this every month, you, you will really start to learn how to control your money. Now, I can't cover everything in this short podcast. And you know more of this is explained in my book. And uh, I, I will be running a smart money manager course in the near future. Uh, but I hope this simple mindset shift will alone, just this just this alone will open up your mind and set you on the road to, to, to better financial management and, and ultimately prosperity, living the life you deserve. Now, if you like this, this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, please like and share this with, with other people so other people can get free content. And if you would do me a favor and maybe go to my a Facebook page, Money Tips Daily, and, and like that page. Maybe give me a review if you if you like what you're, you're listening to. And one final thing is that um, from time to time, I offer free uh, coaching sessions, free money coaching sessions. Uh, I can only do usually a, a two or three of these a month, but I will be offering, it's opened up again, and I will be offering free coaching sessions to people. We, we usually do this on, on Zoom. So if you're interested in that, then just drop me a line, charles at charleskelly.net. So thanks for listening today. Uh, I hope you uh, have learned something from this. And as I said, please like and share it with, with your friends and family. Thanks very much and have a great day. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, accumulate 
and enjoy more money. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. Thank you.